Hello. Hey, Jake. What's up, Josh? What's up? So, question for you today. I uh, back in the, I'm back in the Bay Area. I'm going to swing by Charles Gracie Fremont uh, this Friday for Open Mat. Surprise him. I, I trained there for a month in January before I went off to Europe. And I was thinking, like, this might be my a good chance to film a role. It's like open mat. It's pretty casual. These guys know who I am. Probably be the same guys that I've rolled with before, hopefully. So I might, I might film a role. Um, wanted to ask advice about that, and just this might be more of like a Jake BJJ therapist type of a call. But uh, yeah, what are your thoughts on filming roles? Like, do you have any advice for for how to approach it? And then like, I don't know, people going too hard or who to roll with and stuff like that. Right. Yeah. There's kind of a lot to consider when you start to, to film your roles. Um, kind of like you said, I, well, just starting off, I think it's super beneficial. And I only really started doing this after Danaher talked about it on, on I think it was Lex Friedman's mm. podcast, like relatively recently, um, started doing it, started like analyzing it, posting it on the like community kind of thing. Um, and for me, like I watched jujitsu competition all day. And I think a lot of people have the feeling that, you know, like what they're doing is similar to the people that they're watching. And I definitely had that feeling. And then you watch yourself doing it. And it's like, that looks nothing like Lachlan Giles trying to recover his guard from North South, you know? <laughs> mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, it's definitely eye opening. Um, I definitely felt that. For sure. Um, and then when it comes to like, you know, people to roll with and things like that, I haven't really had this issue because the group of people that I roll with is so small. Um, so like we're pretty in tune with like um, each other's styles and things like that. And I guess like from their mindset, it could be like, oh, if Jake's going to use this for his YouTube channel, I've got to make sure I don't get you know, humiliated or whatever. Um, so they could go a little hard, but honestly, I haven't experienced that. Um, so yeah, that's been, that's been my experience. I haven't personally like gone to an actual school with 30 people at open mat and set up a tripod and like stayed in a little corner during open mat and said like, Hey, do you mind if I film this role? I've never done that before. Um, so I'm personally kind of interested to see how it goes for you. Yeah. Yeah, I was even thinking like, should I bring a tripod or should I like just ask someone to film for us if they're taking a break or something like that? I don't know. I haven't, I haven't fully decided yet. Um, I did hear you have on, a tripod though. Yeah, I do have a tripod. I don't know if I have a phone yeah. mount, but I could also there there is a place in the gym where I can like prop it up. Worst case scenario. Um, gotcha. I heard on uh, BJJ Mental Models when Steve interviewed um, Margot. I never know how to pronounce your last name. Chicarelli. Chicarelli. Yeah. So actually, I, I my first ever, um, this is a side tangent. My first ever jujitsu seminar was with her in Boise, which was really cool. Anyway, so yeah, I saw her name on the podcast. So I listened to her episode and Steve was saying, or maybe Margo was saying when she mentors people virtually, she has them film their roles, but she has them roll with someone who's less skilled than them, equal skilled, and then more skilled which I thought was an interesting approach. So I was thinking, I don't know if there's enough people I open that to do that with, but, and also there's not a lot of people that are less skilled than I am. 
but maybe I find like a kid or something, <laughs> or like someone <laughs> weighs less. Come here, Johnny. <laughs> Come here, Johnny. Let me let me show some offense uh, on this video. <laughs> but yeah, so maybe maybe that. Yeah, I think I think that's a really smart idea, um, especially for like the people out there because we have millions of listeners. So you know they're in this the situation as well. They might have people that are less experienced with them, but. Yeah, no, I think that's a a super good way to approach it. And you could even like the way I have been trying to do it is I just try the same move like pretty much over and over and over again. And then I go back and I basically see like, okay, it worked this time because of, you know, this is the way they were framing and I was able to get to work off of these frames. But then the next time I tried it, their frames were a bit different and it was on this shoulder instead of this shoulder. And I felt it hard to like swing my leg over their head when their frame was like this, you know? Mm. Um, so it's, I think it's, it's harder, I think for me, cause I have to just basically like try and do the same thing on the same people and hope they give me kind of different responses as opposed to being able to do it with someone that's better than me and say like, okay, this is how the good people are defending. Um, I kind of rely on using competition footage for that purpose and saying like, okay, good people are defending like this. And then I go teach it to the people that I'm <laughs> training with. And I say, look at when I do this, do that. And then they'll do it and they'll stop me. And then I got to try and figure out a way to solve it pretty much. So that's right. the way I've been trying to approach it. But uh, I think it'll come up organically for you. You just have to be paying attention and um, be able to to pick it out. So that's where the filming kind of comes in. Gotcha. Yeah. And actually to take a step back here, um, I, I'd like to explore like what is so, what's so good about filming our roles? Like just from a fundamental level, like what does filming do that no other tool do in terms of learning jujitsu? It just to help me maybe even think about how I should film roles in the future, like to have an intention for the, that, that specific role and try to get the most out of it. So yeah, at the baseline, like what do you think so good about filming and why, why should people do it? It's a good question. Um, for me, I think jujitsu kind of prides itself on being something that provides instant feedback, right? Like this works or it doesn't work and you get instant feedback because if it doesn't work, you're getting smashed. And if it works, then you're not getting smashed. Um, and a lot of times it's difficult to pick up why in live time. So for me, at least I try to use it to say like, like I, like I was talking about previously, like why did this work and why did it not work over here? And just try and figure out why, as opposed to trying to just do it, you know, enough times to then you like, like if you do it like a thousand times, you'll probably pick it up. Like, okay, when they do this, then I can't make this work. I just think it will speed it up if you can watch it yourself and and kind of just replay it and get you those mental reps so you can basically see where the resistance is coming from and get that feedback um much quicker in in my opinion so that's the way i've been trying to utilize it and the other thing would be that filming your roles could give you the opportunity to like get feedback from other people um in a much more effective way like if your instructor is watching you live 
they might pick up like, you know, one or two things and give you like kind of generic feedback, but you might not even like remember the actual sequence. And you're like, uh, maybe I think it was a little different. I don't think it was the same situation that my instructor is showing, you know, like I get what he's saying, but like in reality, the dude's leg was over here. It wasn't actually here. So I don't think that would work like what you just showed me kind of thing. Um, but if it's like videoed, you could be like, look, I'm in this position. This is like a thing. And your instructor can like break it down. Like this is what I would do from here kind of thing. So yeah, I think right. you can get feedback from, you know, pretty much anyone in the world by filming your roles, which is pretty cool. Yeah, that is really cool. Yeah. Your first point so good. It's like, you can realize live in the role, like this is not working. So you get the what of it, but then more things happen and it kind of gets jumbled up in, in that five minute round, eight minute round, whatever. But yeah, you don't get the why. And I guess that that is so important. So it seems like filming a role can help you extract the why things work and why things don't. Because yeah, instructors just watch you and then they give you pointers after. But if you could just multiply that. <laughs> wow, talk about getting like return on investment for your mad time. Um, and like another thing is like especially beginner people that are not too familiar with the positions, like if they're trying to replay something in their head and they're trying to explain to someone like, Hey, I was in this position and this happened. I've had it happen like multiple times where, um, cause we film all our roles now at the, at the school. And, uh, like I watch them all, um, for the most part. And like a guy will come to class and be like, Hey, I was in this position and like how do i get out of it and basically we'll go back and we'll look at the footage and be like dude you weren't even in that position at all like it, it was a completely different position than you thought you were in you know so it's i think it's just yeah it's it's difficult for you to get that instant feedback live in a mm -hmm. like productive way yeah 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 and i've heard a lot of instructors now doing virtual coaching basically through this format of filming roles and then and then giving feedback. So how do you guys do that logistically? Do you have it on a tripod and it covers like the whole room or like, or do you just film one area and, or how, how do you film your roles? Yeah, we're kind of lucky. Our mats are for the most part, like pretty long as opposed to like, you know, wide and long. So mm -hmm. um, yeah, I guess you could say it's a gift and a curse, not having a lot of mat space, but our cameras can pretty much cover the entire mat. So we just flip a phone horizontally and uh, sometimes like when you stand up, like your head will get cut off or whatever, you know, but for the most part, um, it can catch everyone rolling on the map, which is pretty cool. Dang. Okay. And you just film every class. Yeah. The rolling sections. Yeah. Nice. Okay. And then we just share it on uh, iCloud with everyone. And then like there's people that run like our Instagram page and they like pick out little clips and um, like put it on Instagram and then people will come with questions like the next day, like, Hey, I was in this position, couldn't figure it out. And then we'll like try and replay it and, and figure out how to, how to deal with it. Dude. I didn't even think about it that way from a gym owner perspective, how valuable it could be. Yeah. For social right. media. Yeah. Like you said, for social media content and for helping their students learn. Wow. That's cool. Have you heard, did you hear that yeah. episode of BJJ mental models where they talked about the reverse classroom? Lachlan Giles is a big, proponent of that yeah yeah i kind of got it i kind of kind of flew over my head for do you think you can explain the reverse classroom for me and for the listeners i've just heard one podcast about it um but from my understanding basically like students have a ton of resources available that to them online and it's not realistic for every student to be like 
focusing on the same position um like every like yeah it's not like if you have 50 students they're not all going to be most benefited by focusing on half guard passing for the next month you know so basically what i believe the reverse classroom model is is like you show up and the instructor will teach something but if you have something else that you're working on because you studied like you know this instructional or whatever and you want to really get good at front headlock but we're working bottom half guard right now you can work on your front headlock stuff um so basically like the instructor is there to kind of just like guide you and help you but you're kind of taking your learning into your own hands and taking your like path that you want to you want to you know focus on into your own hands yeah that's my understanding of it at least yeah i think that makes sense um it's hard not to go into like sub meta and Lachlan's whole thing. We will have some exciting announcements about that in the future episodes. But um, the taking the your your learning path in your own hands is, yeah, it seems like one of the most efficient ways to get good at jujitsu. Because the problem now is that yeah, you have to teach to the masses, right? Fifty people, and you teach one thing, but you may not need that one thing. I think a classic example of that is it seems like a lot of classes you go in and they're just teaching submissions, but for a white belt. It's like probably last priority, right? To learn submissions because we're never in the position to control, to even apply a submission. So for, and then they decide, okay, if a school is big enough, okay, let's split an advanced class and then a beginner. So it can at least have like broad stroke, maybe more helpful. But if you keep going that way and make it even more customized, then you're just learning exactly what you need to learn in every class, which is cool. It seems like filming your roles can get you a little bit closer versus like going to a like school where you're basically getting private lessons every class yeah i think like one thing that that i'm kind of struggling with is like there's we don't have a beginner class and a advanced class and like recently there's been like beginner people showing up which is awesome but then there's also a tournament coming up next month that i'm like trying to get people ready for so it's very difficult to manage that and I think maybe a, a good way to go about it would either be um, to do the reverse classroom model where basically I'll teach something and if the beginner people, for the beginner people pretty much, and then the advanced people can either do that or do whatever they want. Mm-hmm. Um, and they don't have to feel bad that they're not you know, practicing what I'm teaching or whatever. I think that's important to to verbalize, right? Like, right. So yeah. Um, so yeah, there's that. And then, um, like the other way to go about it that I'm trying to, to mess with as well is like the, um, the ecological approach kind of thing. But for beginner people, like if we're working on like guard passing or something, the beginner people, their goal can just be to like step to the hip or step to the shoulder line. And then they win the game if they're able to get there. Whereas the advanced people, they win the game if they're able to secure a position or like you you change the rules depending on how advanced they are versus how um beginner there are right. they are so um yeah those are kind of two ways i'm going about trying to solve this this problem but um yeah i don't really have enough sample size yet to give um feedback on which which i prefer yeah wow it's really cool though to hear man i i can't wait because i'm i'm another spoiler alert is i'll be visiting uh jake out in hawaii and doing some hunting on a on another island as well at the end of april and so man i can't wait to just check out like 
I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go to one of your classes, basically, and check it out. Hopefully, not leave injured yeah. from all these giant Hawaiian dudes. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's gonna be fun, dude. It seems so. I didn't realize how creative a gym owner can be in the way that they teach and how they structure their classes for the different people. Yeah, maybe you can for your open mat. Maybe you can like invite the comp guys preparing for comp and do like a side thing for them or something. Yeah, we've been kind of doing that. Like we have some morning classes that are just mostly like two guys that show up and they're both like kind of know what's I wouldn't say they're advanced, but they like know what's going on, you know. Mm-hmm. Um they're they're good. So they'll be the ones that, that come in and be like, Hey, I watched us rolling last night and I ended up in this position. That's kind of like where it's more of an informal class and it's kind of like a reverse classroom model where I just basically go and am there to like answer questions that they have um yeah and it's even getting to the point where one of them signed up for uh ufc fight pass and was like watching the latest ebi and um yeah like i saw this person sitting up the armbar like this it's like dude that's awesome yeah i love that's cool you know yeah um so yeah the the more the students are taking matters into their own hands i think the more the instructor can kind of like you know sit back and just guide them um but as the classes get bigger, there's going to be people that don't want to do that, that just show up after work and like, tell me what to do kind of thing, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's, it is something you got to kind of cater to, but kind of like you said right now, that's kind of the way our classes have been. Like I've the evening classes where they're more beginner, I tend to just like cater strictly to beginner people. And then, um, the morning classes are like our like competition slash like brainstorming sessions which is so cool like just to even think about jujitsu going to class and it's a brainstorming session is pretty cool um but yeah we yeah. kind of got off topic on the filming <laughs> roles but i guess it's it, it's in the theme of filming your roles helps you understand the why behind what's working what's not helps you get feedback more times from more people and then third is this theme of like taking matters into your own hands your own path your own learning your the directions that you want to go um are there any other points on filming our roles that we should cover in this episode is there an angle that, that works uh, well <laughs> Good yeah, selfie angle. Angle. 37 <laughs> degrees um uh, just one thing to consider would be that when people are on camera um they they can tend to Um, have a little bit of an inflated ego and try and go a little harder. Um, I personally haven't experienced it like we talked about before, but um, it's just something to consider. And you're doing it at a school where you have relationships relationships with these people now. And um, yeah, I think it's a good time for you to kind of test the water and see how it goes. But for those of you that are, you know, just walking into a jiu-jitsu school, like, hey, do you mind if I fill my roles? I probably wouldn't do that um, if it's your first time going into a school. Yeah. Yeah. And it could, if it's people that you trust and like people you rolled with before and they do go harder than normal, it could be a good thing. It's like pressure testing, right? Your, your actual skills, as long as people don't get injured yeah. and whatnot. Yeah. As long as you're, you're ready for it. Um, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's all right. And you personally, I, I wouldn't be afraid, like, at least for me, like, I don't really care if I get tapped on camera. It's not like the end of the world. Whereas like someone who's rolling with you might care more than you do. So Personally, like I try and kind of set the tone a little bit, like just be like a little more relaxed when they're like engaging with you. And if maybe they get like a quick submission on you and you tap, it's like, cool, dude, you got me. It's on camera. You could show all your friends. Now it's like actually get better. 
<laughs> right. So yeah. Um, yeah. That, that can be one way to, to approach it and kind of break the ice. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I was listening to, I forgot which podcast it was. Maybe I think it was Craig Jones talking to someone and he was saying like, sometimes people come to V team and they just try to, they just try to tap them out. And usually what he does is just let them tap them real quick. And then the roles just become a lot, you know, more normal, I guess, after versus right. like this ego thing. It's kind of funny. Yeah. Craig, Craig's pretty funny about it. He says like, if someone taps me once and it's like legit, he's like, I'll usually let him get me again. Cause then they'll, their friends will be like, okay, I could see maybe you tapping him once, but not twice. You didn't tap Craig Jones twice. So it's like gives him a little doubt. <laughs> so if he gets tapped out the next session, he'll just he'll the next role will just quickly get tapped out again. And just <laughs> or hilarious. even that same role. Yeah. The same like, role. Let him tap him out the second time. Yeah. Be like, oh yeah, I was I wasn't really trying when you got me. That's so funny. <laughs> That's a, you know what? I'm going to keep that idea in my back pocket for these film, these yeah. uh, filming sessions. Psychological warfare. <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh, we need more people like him. We do. But yeah, cool. cool. This is a fun one. Hopefully, we'll, maybe in a check-in episode in the future, we could talk about the how the filming went or something like that. But yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I'm just going to look Sounds at good. it and be embarrassed. Like, oh, man. <laughs> yeah. You should, if it's good, if it's like a good angle, it like turns out like decent quality, you should post it on our, uh, our community. Oh yeah, I should. Um, it'd be cool. Yeah. We'll put a yeah. link to that in the description, by the way, people are commenting on a lot of film roles and Jake's out there commenting on stuff and it's pretty cool. More feedback for more people. Yeah, exactly. Cool. Yeah. I'll talk to you uh, next week. All right. Later, Josh. See ya.